3: You are listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of AllGames.com. All, All,
4: AllGames.com.
0: Hi, this is Normie from Knuckleballer Radio and Zombie Cast, and you're listening to one of my favorite shows on the geeky antics network don't forget to check out the rest of the gang over at geekyantics.net. warning there might be rants and food ahead and possibly inappropriate behavior don't tell anybody though
1: What's up, guys? Yomar here, aka Yogizilla. Let's have a real quick call to action today. If you want to support the Geeky Answer Network, there's a really simple thing you could do. We give you uh, a few links, and all you gotta do is click on them, share them, like them. You do all the social media stuff. Ideally, buy something, but it's not required of you. Of course, this is just a way to help our sponsors out and help us uh, pay our bills. And we just humbly ask that you share these links as as much as you can. No pressure, no pressure. But we would greatly appreciate it. I mean, we get it. Lots of people don't have uh, money. These days disposable income what is that uh, So donating is not always a thing But clicking links and sharing stuff On social media I think everybody could do that So the links are very simple They all start with geeky antics, geekyantics.net Forward slash whatever right So one is geekyantics.net Forward slash shiny prince The other one is geekyantics.net Forward slash weddings And then we have geekyantics.net Forward slash septic. And if you just uh, share those And tell some friends uh, check them out. See, see what's out over there. And if you like what you see, definitely spread the word. I'm sure you know at least five people that might be at least mildly interested. We'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys.
2: You're about to listen to the Timey Wimey Tea Time Podcast, a geekyantics.net and allgames.com production. Find out what everyone's talking about. The doctor, of course. Doctor who? Exactly, that doctor. <laughs> Join us live at www.twitch.tv forward slash geekyantics. That's G-E-E-K-Y-A-N-T-I-C-S. Hang out with us, ask questions, laugh and have at it. We can't wait to hear what's on your minds and hearts.
3: Tiny Wiley Keeter.
1: Why Me Tea Time, where friends gather to talk about all things Doctor Who, sci-fi, fantasy, zombies, creativity, and geekdom as a whole. That's a weird delivery. Nah, it was, I think it was good. I think it was good. But you know, before we get into our usual, you know, our stuff, our meat and potatoes of the show, you know, let's do some introductions. You know, uh, I'm Yoma Lopez, known throughout the interwebs and sometimes the Hoovers as Yogi Zilla. Friends IRL call me Yogi. And as our old friend and co-host, uh, Stan Farina... Also, a uh, very, very uh, gifted author, I may add. Uh, Stefarena has been known to say that I'm a gamer, a dreamer, an author of silliness, a disgruntled techie, a wild-eyed entrepreneur, and a fistful of happy emoji cons and sunshine. I ride into the battle upon a glittering, my little pony. Yeah, glittering, the shiny. And out of my mouth come laughing swords of peppermint ginger <coughs> and a <I> cough. <laughs> but above all, I hope. ...that we can become friends as we embark upon a journey through time and space... ...the human condition and mem- merriment slash bantering. But folks, this is uh, episode 46 of Time in Miami Tea Time... ...and today is February 20th, 2016. Today we'll be continuing our off-season trend... I mean, ...when I say off-season, off... ...Dr. Who off-season. Um, you know, our trend of kind of having more cohesive themes. Uh. So for this Tea Time session, we'll be continuing... Uh, ...discussion on immersion and innovation in video games... More importantly, we're going to look at the social aspects of games. And even more importantly, an old friend is joining us, and he's back uh, again on a more permanent basis. Oolong, a.k.a. Fatal Blades. What's up, buddy? Hi, everybody. <laughs> How's it going? Now, the obligatory question, what have you been up to? And while you say that, I'm going to eat uh, some cereal, because I haven't had breakfast.
3: All right, so I guess I'll fill some space here. Uh, so for a good while, I was working a lot and uh, doing all sorts of stuff, uh, trying to get into new new fandoms and kind of spaces, but that's that's topic for a little bit later. Uh, let's see. Outside of working, uh, I've been working with a team on trying to get, you know, Call of Duty competitive ready. I'm working on that and still being my general geeky self, pretty much. Uh that's about it. I mean, I miss all you guys, so I'm really, really glad I can come back and kind of get more of the full-time capacity back in with, uh, you know, the whole gang, as well as, of course, the PWTT listeners.
1: Love you guys. Ding. Indeed. And uh, before I forget, I should mention... We should probably talk about The Walking Dead, another show that we often talk about here. And uh, are you caught up?
3: No, not yet.
1: I haven't got caught up yet.
3: I know, I know, and it's killing me, but... uh, Wait till you hear what I have been trying to do, and you'll understand why I'm a little behind.
1: Yeah, TV's a hard thing to keep up with. I mean, I usually binge watch it. I can't, you know... I have to say, it's a time right now, we're at a time right now that... TV's actually really good, again. For a while it was pretty much whatever, and it was easy to just say, I don't really watch TV, and it was fine. I didn't feel the need to be part of those water cooler conversations, and I didn't feel like I was missing out, but now it's like, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, something where it really feeds into social interaction, you know. It becomes a good launch pad for, you know, a catalyst of sorts for, for just catching up with people. And 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 rediscovering people and making new friends, like you know, and love it or hate it, you know, The Walking Dead, it's mainstream, but not in a bad way. So you can still be a hipster and like it's okay, guys.
3: <laughs> oh man, just wait when you find out what I've been doing. I'll give you a hint. Ready? Okay. I recently started something only because I found out it finally ended.
1: You hear my spoon?
3: It's not weird. Sorry, and that is the only hint you get because something I recently started. found
1: out it ended. And you found out I it started ended. something. Did it end recently? Relatively recently. When you say ended, I think it maybe was canceled. Is that is that? Am I right on that?
3: No, you aren't. It was
1: not canceled. Is it it can actually be- ran, and there's actually
3: a lot of episodes I have to watch. I um, I have to suffer through.
1: You're not talking supernatural, are you? Oh no, I love supernatural. I'm
3: still caught up on supernatural. Like
1: supernatural, we got we could talk about because I've been catching up with that.
3: Oh, bro. Yeah, bro.
1: we'll Talk about it's, that. Oh,
3: you just wait. There, there's a convention happening by me here soon. Oh, dude, you don't even know.
1: Uh, Renee Bones in the house. Make sure you check out Renee Bones, part of our stream team. S R E N A Y E Bones. She's awesome. You may also know her as as Princess Kitty. She's been a she's been around these parts for a while. But uh she, she's joining us, yay! Awesome, we got a little party here. Did you, did you see that meme? I gotta share it on uh on our Facebook page, but it's a meme uh that says everybody needs a Sam and it's got Sam from The Lord of the Rings. It's got uh I can't think of his last name right now, it'll come to me later. Uh it's got Sam Wait, You can't think of what Sam's last name. Lord Wise. of the Rings? Wise? Sam Wise, yeah. There you go. I brain farted but it came to me um, There was oh, well, there's some other Sam Like They had a lot of Sam like Sam Winchester Sam Winchester yes Dean and, Dan and, and and Sam Winchester uh, Which you know You <laughs> don't know sometimes they're brothers Or secretly have a thing for each other <laughs> That's an ongoing joke right <laughs> Oh my god yeah All the fan fiction Oh lord yeah They go into some dark places yeah. Probably not within the scope of this show but yeah. <laughs> right, this oh oh is Sam from uh, Game of Th- Thrones? Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, I, he's a lovable Sam. Uh, but the one, but it says everybody needs a Sam except this one, and they showed Sam from The Walking Dead. <laughs> and I know, of course, if you're not caught up, it's kind of hard to avoid the spoilers because you know. Every time they they start a season and they come back from this uh, mid-season break, they come up, they, you know, they come in guns blazing, you know. And it, this yeah. episode definitely, the season, you know, mid-season premiere, whatever you want to call it, um, it, it's firing all cylinders, but you know how it is. The first one or two episodes will be great, and the last one or two will be great. And unless we love the show, everything in the middle is going to be filler, you know, walking through the forest, contemplating life decisions, having a <laughs> cup of tea, whatever they do to to fill in the gap. <laughs> Right. Abby plays games in the house. Man, I'm surprised people are coming in us so early. Usually we struggle because uh, people don't want to get up this early. Yet, this was the time people voted for. The community voted for noon. You've had to suffer through me being half awake. <laughs> but uh, Wait, you mean I could have
3: voted and gotten up later today? Oh, man.
1: Well, you know, I've been thinking about it. we got to talk about it because uh, I know you want to get more involved on a, on a regular basis. And you are one of the hosts on the show, and uh, the, the the horrible gamers that I helped them uh, get on the All Gamers Network are streaming there live. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would like to be part of a block, you know, so it's not just us and then nothing. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, no, no. I, I keep keep the goodness rolling. I see where you're going with it. That could be kind of cool. Well, they do they do their show at ten. I don't think we'll be good at at midnight. That'd be just too late, and it doesn't fit our tone. And yeah. Tea time at night, eight p.m. Maybe I don't know. It's afternoon somewhere. In the <laughs> By world. that
3: time, it would truly be tea time in England.
1: Well, yeah, actually, well, they're five well, hours ahead of us. Yeah, they got five hours. So if you do it at midnight, hmm. maybe,
3: maybe, maybe early morning tea.
1: See, the other the other thing is, you know, we're not, doctors are not the only thing we talk about, but it is nice to be able to do the lead-up into the that day's new episode and kind of do predictions and speculate what's going to happen and all that kind of stuff. We know
3: I love my conspiracy theories. Yeah, so... That could very well work.
1: Uh, you know, we kind of have to think about it before Doctor Who starts back up, so... I mean, if we do it as a late-night show, it could be a recap kind of thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks, a lot of the Doctor Who, sh- I think most of the Doctor Who shows out there, most of the podcasts out there, do recaps or they do uh, live reactions. True. Uh, so, I have to think about, what have to think about, because I, uh, I'm wondering, do we even need the live interaction? I mean, we give the people the option so they could join in, but I think the the main thing about this show is uh, having people join in on the roundtable discussions. You know, ideally, you know. Yeah. Having guests in advance, perhaps, when we have certain topics. We'll see. Lots of things to think about. But I know you caught up on, uh, what is it, months' worth of, uh, month's, months' worth of, uh, of, uh, show notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I did.
4: <laughs> Ooh.
1: Yeah, there's quite a bit out there. Well, let's jump right in. This is our intergalactic star map. Before we can do any more banter. And this is, uh, this is where we talk about the adventures and ponderings that await you. In this wonderful time and why we tea time session, or just tea time, yeah, tea time this session might be too much. This is tea time. Just sit down, have it, bring your favorite beverage. Maybe I a scone, have... a scone, a scone? Is it really pronounced scone? I was, I've
3: always been saying scone. Americans say scone, but I've found more often in the British terminology they use scone.
1: Yeah, I heard that. So to to bring a little bit of that <clears throat> British flair to scone. <laughs> And the British, I believe, invented the language. The language, English invented English, I believe. Yes, and then the Americans completely tore that down.
3: <laughs> oh, did
1: we? Mm-hmm.
3: And now we have Bieber. Well, game over.
1: Ah, we can blame Canada for that, though.
3: <laughs> no, no, Canada was smart enough to trade him, and we were dumb enough to take him.
1: <laughs> they, they got rid of him quickly. What about pizza? We did not ruin pizza. We defi- definitely made pizza our own. We
3: did make pizza, our own. I mean, don't get me wrong—some Chicago deep dish, like, hmm.
1: you know, I'm a I'm a big New York City pizza fan. Uh, you're the you're the slice folding guy, aren't you? I, I like the big old slice with extra cheese on it. But now that's kind of a thing of the past because everybody's kind of rationing out toppings. New York, New York City pizza used to truly be, and I and I'm sorry, y'all, you franchises out there to say you have a Brooklyn style pizza or whatever you don't you know because it's in the crust it's the uh, you know you get those little bubbles that are nice toasty and that's tasty and then the right amount of the you know the the flour and the kind of powder based it has it's such people put seasoning in that you know you got flavorful crust and they got don't it, forget the
3: cornmeal that they they would get across the bottom of the pan so that it wouldn't stick but it still gave you that extra flavor
1: Cornmeal or they use the uh, what was the other thing the uh the seeds. Some people use the seeds like not sesame seeds but they use some other kind of thing. But yeah. Yeah. No, like uh flax, flax seeds yeah, I think. I think like flax or stuff like that. It's kind of more because they naturally flavor.
3: release the oil when they when it cooks. Yeah,
1: exactly. So you have crust actually tasty. Uh but the main but the thing is you had an abundance of cheese to the point at which honestly, if you weren't careful, you would choke. 'Cause you'd have like this long stringy cheese, half of it's on the on the tip of the pizza and the half the other half is down your throat, you know, well half of it's in your mouth, half of it's down, down your throat, and you're like, Okay, <laughs> this is awkward. See, For gonna... any
3: of the kids who don't know what he's talking about, go back and watch like original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies when he pulls the slice up and yeah. all that cheese is, yeah. Watch that and it'll it'll be a great reference. You guys will be able to see it.
1: Or even the cartoons, whenever they had to depict, you
3: know, Oh, yeah, all the extra cheese, just got kind of string it, and then they, like, snap off, but still be hanging off the slice and yep. fold it over, yeah. But it still I...
1: isn't Chicago-style deep. Go Chicago. Well, you know, I said all that, and I, I, I give props to the Chicago-style deep dish where you have to eat it with a, a fork and knife because try to pick that thing up, and, you know, you have layers upon layers of topping. But that's the, that's the thing. Now it's a, Now it's a point of contention because... You know, the New York City pizza isn't the New York City pizza, pizza anymore, unless you go to a real mom-and-pop shop where they're not really stingy with the toppings. Now, if you want extra cheese, you have to ask for extra cheese. Before, it used to be like three times the cheese. By by default, you got your money's worth out of that slice of pizza. Now, you know, everywhere you go, it's like, oh, if you want extra cheese, I'll charge you for it, you know? It's like, wow. You want a p- ketchup packet, too? I got to charge you for that. It's like, you mean? you're not going eat ketchup on your pizza, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they... Like the extra little extra. Parmesan package. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. The Parmesan. The that little is... red
3: pepper flakes and stuff. Yeah, That stuff
1: used to be just out on the tables and you, uh, on the counters and you just put oh, it on Oh, yeah, there.
3: like full shakers just kind of sitting there. They'd throw like, you know... I remember one day, uh, because me and my buddies are kind of uh, Weisenheimers, if you will. That's right. <laughs> I'm kicking it old school. We asked for as much... Parmesan cheese and red pepper flakes that they were allowed to give us by law, right? And the delivery guy shows up, and there's an extra pizza box full of nothing but Parmesan and red pepper flake packets. What? Yeah, dude, we use those for, like, a month. Like, you know, you always have that drawer that you put, like, the sauces and the packets, the extra packets. We had a drawer just full of Parmesan packets and, uh... <laughs> Red pepper flake package, it lasted us like a year and a half. It was amazing.
1: <laughs> That's great. Well, so technically, don't you have to refrigerate Parmesan or keep it at room temperature? It depends. Uh, the pre-package,
3: because what they used to do is when you used to get them, the reason they were so tight is they'd vacuum seal them.
1: That's true. It's once you break But you the didn't seal, have, you to have to see. worry about it. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because you used to always see the Parmesan out on tables sitting out all day, Right. And I you wonder, like, well, is that bad? Well, see, that's why
3: it clumped towards the end of the night, because what happens is uh, the cheese starts to do what's called sweating, and so it, it gets a little bit of the moisture that starts coming out of it, and it clumps. Yeah. yeah. That's why you always have, like, hang the shaker against the table a couple of times and break it up, and, like, you saw people looking like they're playing, you know, like wee tennis with it and <laughs> trying to get it all broken up. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, the But chocolate- that was part of
1: the experience, right? But you know the the Chicago style pizza, I, I give props because you know it is nice getting like when you get a check Chicago a true deep dish pizza, you get your money's worth. It's that that one slice is a, is is a meal in itself. You know maybe you could go through two slices, mm-hmm. but now Pizzeria Uno's is nationwide and that gives you a, a good hint of what Chicago style pizza is like. But you know yet you to get the real experience, just like New York City pizza, you have to go to the where to the to the actual places and visit. Yeah, and go local. Don't go to chains. Oh yeah, Abby says she loves pizza. Who doesn't? But anyway, anyway, so today on the show, we'll have before we go deeper, we'll talk some more about the Social Dozen, uh, the launch, uh, ways you can get in touch with us, and with uh, Social Dozen uh, cast as well. Um, and who knew? I'm gonna catch up. We're gonna, we're gonna catch up Oolong on uh, recent news and some new stuff. But uh, we we'll have, we'll have a lot of recaps in there. In the Creative Corner, we'll talk more about immersion and social gaming um and then in the gaming verse we're gonna keep talking about games that we feel had an impact on us uh that we found innovative or inspirational um i also want to throw lifeline i want to talk a little bit about lifeline uh i have been playing that a little more on the mobile and then there's this whole thing about i've noticed like a lot of games coming out that i'm like are, are they really games like if you don't have a fail state is it a game like there's games like all the Telltale games and The the Witness. People talk about the Fire Firewatch and Lifeline. All these kind of games. Uh, Life is Strange. People go crazy about Life is Strange. And I'm like, well, are they really games or are they just interactive experiences? Because I think, I feel like there's a difference, you know? I mean, it could be immersive, but I don't know if it's really a game. When you're just kind of along for the ride for the most part. So... We'll, 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 we'll oh I can't wait for that. I can't wait. I got I got
3: something for that. We'll get there. We'll get there. I got yeah, I got yeah. a surprise. I'm gonna bring out a title you probably haven't heard from in a while.
1: Alright. So we'll bring we'll br- we'll bring that up, uh um, like the witness is like a a myth style game and you know it's it's interesting that people are we're going the industry is kinda moving forward but for the most part we're just going back. Like today's hit games are last decades greats. It's weird. So we'll get into that. But before we go deeper, uh, Social Dozen session two is here. We have one episode in the back bank, and uh, I'm I'm actually the one managing the feeds. So if the updates are late, you can blame me. Um, you can leave us voicemail for the Social Dozen, and uh, we're at 13 plus hosts that rotate every week. Uh, each week you'll have four of the thir- 13 or so hosts coming up, joining you know to talk about life and you know, things that are trending, in social media, things that have been. Trending in our thoughts and our lives, all kind of stuff, you know. It's about it's about being social. So right? wait, if
3: you have thirteen, you have thirteen, right? It's a baker's dozen, yeah. Well, we would have- Yeah, I was gonna say that'd be the social baker's dozen.
1: Yeah, the 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 title may be becoming a misnomer already because we might be adding more people to the stable. Because you know how it is, you can't re- you can't always put count on certain people, even if you know one host may only have a show one show in a one or two month period, you know. That'll be the one show that he'll miss, you know, or forget to do. So, what's interesting, we're pre-recording these. They're not live. So, we could coordinate and find a time that's good for everyone. So, it's a a really cool concept. It's a good opportunity for us to get together with some of our favorite uh, podcasters. So, really awesome. We got Eddie Rodden. We got Chip Silla from uh, B Team Podcast. Fred Rojas from Gaming History 101. Um, anyway, if you want to find out, if you want to listen, the feed is at geekyantics.net forward slash the social dozen. And of course, our aggregate feed where we have our exclusive shows and also syndicated shows. It's over at geekyantics.net forward slash podcasts. Oolong, why don't you, uh, why don't you go through those, uh, next few, uh, highlighted items?
3: Oh, you mean things such as discussing the new voicemail SMS hotline, you say? Indeed. Well, don't mind if I do you guys are wondering what that hotline is, let me just help you out. It's 646-801-2149. And of course, if you missed that or didn't have a pen handy, you can always catch it on the rebroadcast, or I might even just say it again here in just a moment. But of course, if you don't want to use your phone, you could always go ahead and just visit us. Go over to Facebook.com slash Antics. Maybe you're not a Facebook fan. I know I went to Twitter. It happens. What about email? You can email us just a short MP3. Go ahead and mail it on over. I'll even give you the email address. I'm going to leak it right now. Are you ready? Mail at geekyantics.net or pwtt at geekyantics.net. That's right. You heard it here first, folks. And just in case, I hope you have that pen ready. The number one more time is 646 801 two one four nine all right guys now who i expect you to represent so here's what i need you to do go ahead hit itunes leave us some itunes reviews you know it's cumbersome and platform but it means a lot to us it really does you know much love much support i mean some things that are more difficult are definitely worth doing nothing's quite easy So we really appreciate it, and we want to let you guys know we really appreciate it. But truth be told, easiest way to leave reviews is just install the software on your Mac or your PC and just leave us a review through there.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And as far as ratings and reviews in the U.S., nothing yet. But there might be some ratings in the other market. That's the problem. Uh, iTunes separates it by region. So kind of a pain. Kind of a pain. Just a little. Let's just, let's he to it. So I just checked right this moment. And you know, I'm keeping the show pretty accessible too because we keep the it says clean lyrics. That's right, clean lyrics. I mean not lyrics, but that's what they has it it has it yep. tagged as. So yeah, definitely do that. We've got a lot of reviews for our other shows, but uh I'm surprised the Hoovians. you know, usually we're very engaged. We got so many comments on YouTube, I was I was hoping they'll try it to iTunes. That tells you how cumbersome it is to leave reviews on iTunes That pe- we have a lot of listeners, I see the downloads but people just don't leave those reviews and, it's like, and I get it it's a pain in the butt but we're doing a Steam Gift Exchange, that's an ongoing thing we're going to be doing on and off and we got some games in the bank um, including Speedrunners uh, Van Helsing uh, Torchlight 2 and Dungeon of the Endless um, I think uh, actually Rocket League also some of the people have I copy Rocket League. let me add that there uh, Ulan, don't you have a, a four-pack of a game? Some dangerous golf
3: I do. game? genius Golf. It's an amazing storytelling golf game. And I know that sounds crazy, but yes. miniature golf with a storyline, and I'm going to go out on a limb. Listen very carefully when I say this. Okay. The storyline in this mini-golf game has enthralled me. Almost as much as the original Bioshock storyline.
1: Whoa, that's that's whoa. In whoa.
3: a miniature golf game, it's S- astonishing. S- S-
1: slow down. Who? I don't know. I no, I trust I went your there. I, I, there, I trust stamps. your I trust your opinion, but I don't know. I don't know if I accept that because Bioshock oh, that world. The main thing with Bioshock, and you know, I usually you know, my stance. Uh, I don't know if you got to listen to everything we've been discussing. Recently on our podcast, I know you've been busy. And there's a lot to catch up on, I understand. Mm. But, you know, a recurring theme is uh, this whole uh, notion of narrative and how people say, like, you know, immersive games have to have a good story, and I disagree. We'll get, we'll get into it. We'll get into it during the segment. But I'm not a huge story-driven pers- person, because if I want a story, I'll go to other mediums. I want good gameplay. But mm. Bioshock just, it you couldn't help but just get lost in those worlds, especially the originals, like, coming up on those voice recorders, you felt, like, really invested in those characters, and you wondered oh, what I was know. going on. And, you know, like, they, they gave you enough of a, of a breadcrumb tra- trail to kind of make your own conclusions, and you get closure, but you still wonder, like, well, what happened to really, like, what happened to this person, and, could it, you know, could it have gone another way, and what, what, what could it have been, and it's just, ah. Uh, it, the exact crazy. same thing happens to you in
3: the mini-golf game. Wow. And if okay. you don't believe me, would you kindly pick up a copy and play? Would you kindly? <laughs> oh, man. It, it's phenomenal. I, that's all I can say about it. Like, I originally was just really hyped because I haven't played a good mini golf game on the computer since Back in the day. There was an old like mini golf game on a three point five floppy disc I had and it Oh god it really was simple but the physics were good so I was like man this mini golf game is so amazing and when I picked this game up I was like okay right off top the development company was phenomenal. Like that that was one of the first things that drew my attention. And then I was like okay so I get it. They did it. They did you know they they haven't let me down yet. And then I I started realizing there's a story mode. And I was like, wait, this is mini golf. There's a story mode? Like, are you kidding me? That's
1: crazy. Uh. But
3: there really is. like, Because it starts you out, and it doesn't just throw you right into the mini golf. You actually get this weird first-person perspective and this almost steampunk-like world. You walk into a storefront there's a menu and all these monitors kind of fold out and you're like, Oh, what do you do from here? This is where you choose to play the tutorial or story mode, or maybe you just want to play the courses. You can play the courses and there's a shop next to it with kind of like a, a steampunk meets mini golf old school feel where you can buy clothes and clubs and customize your characters. But when you get into the storyline, you're like, wow, like you feel for just this whole society. That you've only seen two stores in, but you feel for like this entire society.
1: Hmm. It's that deep, eh? Hmm. Bro,
3: I'm I'm telling you. I don't know. Oh, you just wait. You know what? I'm I'm gonna get you a copy. And you're gonna have to play it, and then oh, you're no. gonna come back and you're gonna be like, guys, I kid you not, you should play this. Check this storyline out.
1: Alright. Alright. I get what you're throwing at me. Well, hmm, I'm, 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 I'm really curious how that could be. But I, you know what? It just goes to show you, you could just good storytelling anywhere. But is the gameplay fun? Oh, dude, the gameplay is amazing. Like, okay, because okay. oh. cause good game cause good story a uh, great story in in lieu of a bad gameplay experience. That's sad. But if you have both, then that's awesome. Because there are a lot of things that you can think of where you're kind of soldiering on through it just because you want to find out what happens next, you know? This one's got really
3: interesting mechanics, and I like it because it feels extremely creative. Okay, so it's mini golf, but you can also get a pitching wedge, so you can do, like, chip shots, which opens the world entirely. Just because you see, oh, you have to go down this path, and then you could bounce it off there and go there with the putter. What if you just chip shot it towards the hole? Mm Hmm? Maybe you could do that. And there it's so many different levels and just interesting ideas and oh, I am gonna rave about that game if we just keep going. Just it's, it's a nonstop rave fest for me. It, it it easily that game alone made the entire humble bundle I picked up work. And then I got a four pack, so I was like, and I can share it with people and
1: it's got multiplayer. This is amazing. I think I think you sold me on it, brother. I think you sold me on it. Alright, alright. So so there you go, some Steam gifts and if, if you want to be one of the best places to go, you know, we have a Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash geeky antics. Um and also our another good community hub besides geeky dot net is steamcommunity dot com forward slash groups forward slash geeky antics or just look for uh the horseplay slash geeky antics group. I think it you have to search for horseplay and it'll come up. And it's on Steam, and the Steam, uh, client itself. But if you type in the URL, it is Geeky Antics. It's weird. It's a weird thing. They didn't let us change it. I don't know. They didn't take the changes, but, but there you go. Uh, by the way, if you want to join us live, you could usually catch us Saturday, every other Saturday. You know, we're bi-weekly or semi-monthly. I don't know how that works anymore. <laughs> but, uh, we're at, uh, you know, allgames.com games dot com for slash live and twitchtv forward slash geeky antics. And we have other shows, tons of other shows. Just keep in mind they may not be safe for work, may not be safe for kids, you know, they may not be your cup of tea. There you go. We, we, we said it, we said it. Uh what, what, what else? There What's it about? is. Ooh, there it is. Uh what else? Uh uh and actually, uh, speaking of all games, we did a recent crossover with SG of R9cast over on Horseplay Live. Definitely check that out if you like the uh, what we've been talking about lately uh, in terms of the cre- creative side and the design side of um, video games. Kind of the inner workings of video games. Um, we're also teamed up with uh, Tangent Bound Network and Music of the Geek Network, uh, AM Audio Media. Uh, I'm missing some people too, though. Uh, by extension, Wicked Radio, uh, just make sure yeah, you give them a Google or Bing search, check, that, check out all their stuff, a lot of good stuff out there. Uh, you can go to GeekyAntics.net for says ta- tangent bound, or geeky, GeekyAntics.net for says sponsors, but extra special love for Vince Martin, who has been a fantastic sponsor and a client and a friend to me, and the network, uh, without him, I don't know where we'd be. Be honest, and so we totally appreciate you. Please show him some love. He's on Facebook. If you look up Martin Septic Services, uh, make sure you go on the Georgia one give his page a like, uh, comment you know, this fun stuff in there. Uh, Martin Septic Tanks GA.com and Geeky Antics.net for us, Martin Septic. Click those links, share them, all that good stuff. Please show love, it, it helps us do what we do. Uh, but moving on, let's get into Who Knew. This These are headlines in the Whovian and Overall Geek Places. The Whovian Spaces and the Overall Geek Places. Rhymes, that sounds better, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I know this is the part you really want to talk about. Before we get into it, let's just rehash this here. Oolong, XCOM 2 is out, and that has me excited. I really want to get it, but I don't know if I want to drop 50 bucks, and I really don't have 50 bucks to spare right now. Because, uh, you know, people say, oh, it's just 50 bucks, but you do that... Th- Two times it's a hundred dollars. You do it four times it's two hundred dollars. It's just to add up, and I still need to get, go back to XCOM original XCOM and really put t- more time into that. What a great game! So I'm hearing nothing but good things about it. I'm like, oh, and they've, done, they've taken an already amazing game and improved upon it. But the game that a lot of folks are talking about as well, even though it's on PS4 and PC only, well at least it's on PC, so they got half of it, right? Street Fighter V. Uli says nothing yet. Okay. But it did not release. <laughs> it did not release with the story mode, which is I know they they, they advertised it ahead in advance, but that still seems like such a I don't know that that's that's a fumble in my book. It'll be a free DLC later, fortunately, but it releases sixty bucks, and I don't know. They said they're gonna treat this game as a platform. To me, if you treat as a platform, make it cheaper to buy in, let people get into it, and then. Release seasonal content and or, or episodic content over the years. That's the way to do it. You know, don't do a pull a destiny where you know you, you they pay a premium up front and then a premium along the way and get punished at every step. That's a bad model. Or they'll pull an EA yeah. where they annualize it, but they also want to, <clears throat> not only do they annualize the game, you, and you pay full price for the game, even though it's basically the same game from last year, but you have to buy it because the, if you want to play online, you have to play the latest one. But on top of that, you have to pay to this micro so you can get uh, unlockables, uh, un- get different team members and stuff. Another, like, uh, It's crazy. That's a bad model, too. Hmm. But anyway, but the thing I think you really want to talk about is the fact that Lupe Fiasco, a, a, a rapper you may have heard of, who some say is is one of the last great lyricists out there. Lupe Fiasco beat Diago in a recent battle. Is this true? Dude, he beat Diago! Oh, I don't know how! It oh, it was such a crazy
3: battle, and like a lot of people are going to say, okay... Daigo, maybe he's sandbagged, or maybe he was jet-lagged, but in the end, you can't take away, like, some of the gameplay was insane, and after the Twitter beef they had, you know, Lupe was talking trash about, you know, Americans got the greatest Street Fighter players, and, of course, Daigo from Japan was like... I, I've been the, the Street Fighter god of you know Street Fighter for like three years. There's no way you know Japan runs Street Fighter. And Lupe's like, I'll play you. I will play you at the premiere event. 100%. America's going to win. And all that trash talk that went back and forth. And, of course, you know, all in good fun. All just smack talking. Kind of something the fighting game community is known for. But when it came down to it, there were some really solid combos and counters that came out from Lupe Fiasco. It was really surprising. Now, granted, there was one round where Daigo basically perfected him. Like, just steamrolled him. Yeah, yeah. If it was Smash, it'd have been zero to stock. Like, done.
1: I mean, he seemed... That was one round. Daigo did seem kind of out of it and inconsistent. Like, it didn't feel like the same person was playing the whole time. So uh, I could see why people would say that he kind of the, threw the match. But I mean, I a little bit, but, man, you know what?
3: Rematch at Evo. Let's see a rematch at Evo. I think people would pay to see round two. Yeah, yeah. So let I them love, both be well-rested, neutral territory.
1: I love the end because you linked this to me, and so I caught it, and uh, I've been keeping up with the fighting games as much lately. I, I still enjoy them, but I'm not as competitive as I used to be. But, uh, you know, it's a whole different dynamic, right? But I love the reaction. I I, I kind of jumped ahead, and uh, I think was it Daigo took round one, and then round two, Lupe like before they started it, he started like calling for people, talking to coaches, whispering stuff in the. Air. I do what he was a- like asking them, and then I sent to him like they brought him a new controller, you know, a new uh, a new fight stick, and uh, right. like suddenly it was, like it refreshed. It may have been a placebo effect. He's like, I feel better now. This is smoother. You know, this is more responsive. It, it, so it was just interesting, but the, the finally the crowd reaction was like, The guy Gene have this have persevered. You know, Lupe didn't even realize he had won. He was like, What? I won? Yeah. He was like, What what it's over? I I, I win? I win? I win And then the commentators were like, Oh, he put the dictator jacket on, on Dago and, and the we the Weebos are chanting and then they're like, Oh boy <laughs> Dude, it the you know the jacket he put on him, right?
3: a one-of-a-kind, only-one-to-exist Metal Gear jacket that Lupe Fiasco had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that that That's what he put on him. So, I mean, the respect side was still there. Like I said, the trash talk may have gone out over Twitter, but that's just fighting game community. It still ended with respect. I still think it was really well done.
1: Yeah, you know what it is? Fighting, fighting games are an interesting entry point, much like mobile games are. Because they're they're, 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 they're very pervasive, but at the same time, it's kind of a niche thing. It's weird. Mobile games are far more pervasive and more commonplace. Like, it, a lot of people that won't even consider themselves, you know, gamers play mobile games or they play Facebook games or whatever. And then we that are hardcore gamers were kind of like, that's not really a game. It doesn't really count. And then we're kind of elitist about it. But with fighting games, there's people that, you know, fight. I think fighting games and sports games, it's like, it, it attracts hyper-competitive people that may not be interested in other kind of games, but the people that are really into fighting games tend to be almost exclusively fighting games and nothing else. You know what I mean? Like, this is what yeah. they do. It's like they, they eat, sleep, and breathe it. So it doesn't surprise me that, like, and then I'm not trying to stereotype, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of rappers and, like, basketball players and football players are into fighting games because it's one of those things where there's a lot of smack talk. It's very visceral, you know, and very, like, a lot of testosterone floating around, right? And it's kind of one of those things, like, listen, if you get offended easily, this may not be for you. It's not for the faint of heart, but it's all... It's not really... All, most of it's pretty harmless. It's not met with ill intent. You know, it's just, like, giving the smack talk. You can try to get in your head so you're off your game, right? That's time it works. Mm. The time it works. So... <laughs> I, that's what I noticed about the fighting fighting game. It's just, like... Oh, dude, it reminds me of, um... Oh, I don't even remember
3: the tournament I was watching. It was actually like a, uh, it was last year there was a tournament out in, like, Korea. And they ran across two of the people who were, uh, you know, who were coming up in, like, in the very finals. And they interviewed the, the guy who was known for, of course, being the more confident, cocky player. And he was like, so, uh... What do you think about your chances if he if he pulls out his Ryu, and he's like, oh, oh, if he uses Ryu, I body him. And the crowd just went nuts, right? Well, it turns <laughs> out that uh, he had what's called a, a player in his pocket, or basically a, a player that most people don't see him play, but all of a sudden he comes out with to maybe counter a fighter, and he's really good with it. And he had a pocket uh, Zangief,
1: Ooh. right?
3: And and he was like, Well, you know, what do, what are you gonna do if he pulls out a pocket zangief on you? And he's like, Oh, oh yeah, it's pocket zangief, I body him and, I was, and just the crowd exploded. Cause all all this dude would say is no matter what he does, I body him. <laughs> and, and it was like You are so arrogant. Like how and sure enough, come the end of the day though, he lost. Oh, For all that good trash talk he did, he lost, and it was just like you're bodying who now, and just the smack talk went back and forth across the table. And they interviewed the winner at the end, and he was like, "So how do you how do you feel the matches win? How do you think the petition was?" And all he did was look back. He's like, "I body him," and just <laughs> done.
1: Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that is cool. Like if you become if you do like. Fighting games, like if you're known to use one one fighter, it's good to have those other p- fighters you practice with on the low, so you have a backup. That's that's smart. You gotta have that because there are, there kind of are hard, some hard counters to certain 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 uh, characters. So mm-hmm. this is an interest another interesting dynamic of fighting games. But moving on, Giga- gigantic closed beta is now twenty four seven, and it's also the division open beta weekend. And I think we should play, uh, we'll be playing on Xbox One mainly, uh, but maybe we'll do a gang night this, tonight, and, you know, Saturday, and, uh, Sunday for the PC beta. I know, uh, Obi was playing a little bit, and, uh, we could get him involved, so he doesn't feel left out. What do you think? Uh, it could be good, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I hit level cap, and I uninstalled it from my Xbox. <laughs> However, yeah, but there's still stuff to do when you hit the level cap you could get loot this loot like you could still pick up stuff and help other players and do the PvP it's true and I'll grant you that
3: however for what I played of the beta it convinced me to pick up the full version already gotcha and so I didn't want to ruin any more story for me
1: oh they're not gonna it won't
3: and so what I did is I just stopped playing. I uninstalled. Now I might go back on PC tonight for gang night, install the beta on PC and play with you guys because I mean, come on, it's the gang. I got to on top of that though. It convinced me. So when it comes out, I'm probably going to buy it for PC so we can all play.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think this will be definitive. On Xbox One, I, I have more friends that are hyped about an on Xbox One than PC. That's why I'm gonna be playing it. Mm. It runs well on my on my PC. I'm actually surprised how well it runs, but I'm. Gonna, I think Xbox One's gonna be my platform because I already did the mistake. I got Rainbow Six Siege on PC. No one was playing this. So I got an Xbox One as well, and that's why I'm playing it. Which is weird because usually on PC people are more social. Usually it's the console gamers that are kind of like eh. So it's, it's strange. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still... Because I know my
3: roommate's going to play it on PC. So that's one person right off the top. If I get it, and if Obi picks it up on PC, well, then me and Obi and my roommate can all be playing on PC.
1: Well, Obi didn't even have it on his radar.
3: <laughs> he didn't have it on
1: his radar. Oh, man,
3: it's such a good game. Like People have been so hype.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow, some of our fellows, uh, the West Radio Show, they they got a a show, a podcast dedicated just to the Division called the Dark Zone Podcast. So that's oh, nice. about it. Yeah, so, you know, that, that I know, I know that the interest is out there uh, and I think this game will be everything Destiny could and should have been and then some, because Tom Clancy and this tactical shooter and it's awesome.
2: It's got a little I'm bit of Series
1: of War kind of flavor too, like that The cover-based system, I like that. Oh dude, I, th- I think we need Yogi to pick it up on PC. Yep. Ugh. Hashtag
3: Yogi on PC. I
1: don't know. Right now, there's like ten times more people interested on in Xbox One of people I know, and it's just... Is- now wait, wait, wait.
3: How many of them are people that you're playing like Elder Scrolls with?
1: Ah, oh, a lot of them are.
3: <laughs> so either your Elder Scrolls is gonna fall off because people go to the division.
1: I think it's going to be one of those things where we'll appreciate Elder Scrolls more. We won't grind at it as much. So, like, we'll say, hey, well, you know, let's take let's take a break and do a little division. And then we'll come back. But, yeah. I mean, MMOs, they do have a burnout factor. And that's kind of, like, the thing. Like, you hit them hard. And then, you and, you know, you got to pace yourself. Because, you know, people, like, I I, I warned so many people, like, don't grind it hard. Don't feel pressured to hit veteran rank. You'll get there. Just enjoy it and soak it in. Because otherwise you're going to burn out and all that work you put in is going to be for nothing. Especially if you end up quitting altogether. But I think the Division, yeah, the Division is going to pull a lot of people away from other games. People are anticipating this. The uh, Division and, uh... I mean, I said, the Division might be the most anticipated game this year. I mean, Doom's coming out, Gears of War. I think it's coming out for holiday season, fall season. What about the Nintendo that? Oh, that's not even on radar. I, I'm not going to lie. What? But my personal radar, no. Dude, I can barely uh, handle PC and Xbox One.
3: Dude, I can't hold on. I can't Nintendo do
1: a Nintendo th- Nintend. X- I can't do a third platform. I can't.
3: Very likely to have the open world Legend of Zelda game. Has it got your attention now? No. As much as
1: I love Zelda. Smash yeah. Brothers, and I and I like those games, but it's like,
3: oh my gosh, Mario
1: Kart. I like Mario Kart, but it's not gonna move a console for me, <laughs> bro. Dude, I got so much content wait, to deal wait. with right now
3: as much console power as PS4s or Xbox Ones. Yeah. So it may have the potential to do things like maybe Kingdom Hearts? (laughs) Now, does it have your attention? What if I told you there's potential that it's also going to be portable as well as console in one? Now, does it have your attention?
1: And I know all of this about it. I've been tracking it enough to know about it. The only way it would get me to go, I gotta get this. Is if they work out a deal with Sega and resurrect a bunch of old IPs, and they front the money because Nintendo has the war chest. I want to see brand new Guardian Heroes done in the classic vein, but with nice graphics and a longer story and more multi, more paths to take and more unlockable characters. I want to see three dirty war- three dirty dwarves, Dragon Force, Ill Bleed, uh. I, I I don't know, even Man, why not? Um, Panzer Dragoon Saga, I know the source code was lost in that game, but if they could do a reimagining of it with HD graphics, dude, like, that game alone, that will sell a system for me. Because that's something that, you know, between that and Guardian Hero, there's nothing really else like it out there. And I wonder, like, why are we rehashing all these same old ideas, but not things that are really unique? At least rehash something that's special. That won't move it for me. Fantasy Star, you know, um, Shining Force, I'm, you know, like, there's big Sega games, like, even the oh,
3: Shining Force would be huge.
1: Yeah, Shining Force would be massive, because Sega already kind of threw their, 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 and by the way, I'm sorry that my wife's super loud in the background, they're getting ready for a party, and she's, like, uh, catering and doing stuff for her and her inside voice is about, uh, 10 octaves louder than it needs to be, <laughs> oh, whatever word, <laughs> volume at 100%, Times ten. I love you, honey. <laughs> I don't know. Can you hear? Her? Can I hear? Her? A, a little bit. Like yeah. it's. Yeah. But uh, yeah. wait,
3: is this next news piece correct?
1: This one right here, where the, the Chris is at. Yeah. Yes, it is true. Aww. Uh... Yeah, I, and there's been some more recent development. I haven't kept up with it, but it's definitely Mighty Number no. Nine is, is delayed at least till spring 2016 and we found out more about it. It turns out that it's it's about, the you know, delays are mainly due to the fact that they're releasing on multiple platforms at the same time, and they gotta get the retool the engine to uh, work with, on each of those platforms. As if they didn't know that was gonna happen, like, I don't know. But I mean, it's not Capcom, it's some indie, you know, company, quote unquote, with Capcom people in it, doing it, so. Yeah, it kinda sucks, cause I can't wait for it, I really can't. Well, I, again, I say 20XX is a good game to fill in the gap. Imagine Mega Man meets Speedrunners. Yeah, we'll put that in there. Speedrunners plus Mega Man, 20XX. It doesn't have the polish that uh, that Mega Man does, but it's 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 not it's no it's, it's no no slouch, man. It's no slouch. But yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty much it right now. For the, for the news Let's get into our creative corner And What is our creative corner? That's when we share our word of the day Our TWTT word of the day And I think Obi just poked me Ah, oh, sure I think he wants to pop in But uh, yeah, word of the day uh, You know, we share some Inspirational thoughts And quotes And uh, you know uh, Writing and creative prompts And you know, different things to Get your ju- creative juices and your thoughts flowing. Makes sense, right? Oh, I hope you want to join us.
0: And usually after creative juices start flowing, I want to go to sleep.
1: Oh, stop it. Stop.
0: I'm not talking about, oh, you're a pervert, dude. No, I'm no. That.
1: I'm not saying, that. I wasn't going to, I'm just saying, like, you're going to sleep. Like, what? The creative process should excite everybody. Without creativity, there wouldn't be the beautiful games that we enjoy. And the show that we love, you know, it, it matters to everyone.
0: Holy cow! Who's this guy in your channel, man? I have uh, no idea who this guy is.
1: That is who a, is uh, it? Where is he? It's a it's a shiny Pokemon. It's the Fatal Blades. It's almost Fatal as Blades. rare I've, as the Obionics.
0: I've heard of Fatal Blades before. Is he a new guy?
1: I I, I, think I, so. I I don't do even something. know where is
0: he. Is I had I had a guy named Fatal Blades that I used to play video games with every once in a while, but then he just disappeared. So <laughs> <laughs> he disappeared. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's all right. I, I used to have an Obionics, and we did a wrestling podcast
0: too. Oh shit! Hey, you're the one that hasn't been here, dude. Ugh, yes, but the only, reason, back. the only reason it hasn't been going on is because I felt sorry for you because I didn't want you to leave out of your own podcast. I was gonna keep going. Uh, well with
3: don't it. worry, because I fully intend for there to be more fun and shenanigans with that podcast. And of course my hundred percent prediction rate is on the line.
0: Dirty so. dirty predictions, sir no no treat don't don't talk dirty to me. Hundred
3: percent accurate predictions so far.
0: Okay, whatever. Keep the show clean,
3: guys. I
1: keep that clean lyrics tag on iTunes.
0: Just, I I haven't said down. anything dirty yet. <laughs> just, totally
1: clean. Just I, throw like it in. I said, I'm hundred
0: percent accurate.
1: We do, we do keep this show family friendly. I just want to make throw it out there. I, actually, I've been forgetting to keep to uh, remind people of that. The family friendly thing. Because that's 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 part of the spiel. That's part of the
0: appeal, perhaps.
1: But uh Obi, what happened to you? You disappeared. <laughs>
0: I don't want to talk about it.
1: Okay, that's it.
0: You're, you were right. I listened to the show after the next day, and uh, you were right.
1: <laughs> that's what I, I just pictured you just like, well, I, I pictured you going, woo, come on, let's go, guys, let's go, guys. And I was like, "Burn, burn, burn!" like you powered down like a robot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that, dude. I was like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to go, man. That's why they that's
1: why I didn't call you, I didn't I didn't text nine, so he, he probably passed out. Nine thirty.
0: I mean, nine thirty, I was like, Oh man, my back hurts really bad. I'm gonna go sit in my chair in the living room, yeah. watch watch, you know, um um uh, uh Monday Night Raw or, you know, one of the shows that I want to watch for you know, for this week. And I woke up at I think three.
3: <laughs> it, little does he know there was a text box below him that said Obi fainted <laughs> He got recalled and poke centered.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, gosh. Nurse Joy, did Nurse did Nurse Joy take care of you, bro?
0: Yes, she did.
1: Well, hey, before we get into the creative talk, since you're here now, what do you think about the division so far? I love it. Cool. Yeah, I'm already max level. Max level on PvE Eight. or the Dark Zone? Both. All right, all right. Now, are you gonna uninstall it because you've done everything you can? Are gonna pull a fatal?
0: Um, no, no. I'm hoping to play it here later. Um, <laughs> maybe today, tonight, or maybe tomorrow a little bit before it goes off. But um, yeah, we um,
1: got till the 22nd. Uh, I think at 10 a.m. on the Oh, they
0: gave us another day.
1: Or 4 a.m. Maybe 4 a.m. Yeah, was the 21st. I, I thought it was. Uh, let me see, let me double check. The division open beta. Let's see what. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said 22nd.
0: Well, anyway, I will be. We'll be playing it more. I know there's. You want to get in there and get some stuff done. And what better way to? Uh, I mean, I've I've done a lot of the the dark zone. I've got some really nice gear, um, so far. Got a bad-ass, bad as bad ac sniper rifle. Oh, <laughs> it's just funny first But they,
1: they're probably gonna extend it again. They're probably extend it again. All
3: right.
0: Well, this is a game I will pre-order.
3: Oh, okay. I'm thinking yeah. I'm going to pre-order and start preloading it on Steam. So we'll yeah. be able to play this, Obi. This is going to be our game where we're going to run over people. Promises, much, promises. Much like Maple Six, right? You be ready. Oh, oh, look. <laughs> Yo- Yogi, wait, wait. Did, did all the fans get their sodium checked? Yogi, sound salty. I'm just saying... <laughs> Still a great game, bro. I'll tell you what. I'll pick up Rainbow Six Siege on PC if you'll come over and get the division on PC. Oh boy, no. I'm putting you on blast right now. I will pick up Rainbow Six Siege on PC. He he doesn't play PC games
0: anymore. Yogi doesn't play PC games anymore. It's all Xbox. Oh my Xbox! No. Hey, check check
1: check my ubi my Uplay history. I was on there once this week. I did. You know what it said? (laughs) You played nothing on PC. That's not you true. Play said. Stop Damn. it! I played the Rainbow Six Beta uh, on a PC, and I also uh, I loaded the division yesterday, okay. and I and I walked around a bit.
0: Beta got it. That's man, you're a, you're a freaking hardcore gamer right there, buddy. Uh,
1: yeah yeah.
0: I I don't look at anything anymore. I oh just,
1: trials, I, trials, trials, evolution.
0: I'm just telling everybody what I'm gonna play. If people play with me, that's awesome. Like yesterday. I played with Cerber, you know Doc, uh, Cerberus Assault. I played with them guys for like eight hours yesterday on this on this game because nobody else was playing. Like I just I'm, I give up.
1: Yeah, <coughs> I, yeah, it's frustrating. And, You know, I think it's a trend. I, I think it happens. It's weird because usually PC gamers are more social because we understand technology and the social media and we're, you know we're, we're in that ecosystem already, right? But, like, l- lately, I've been playing more with the console gamers, who are usually the ones that are antisocial. social But then the bad side about console gamers is they're technophobes, which is weird. Because the consoles are kind of like computers. So, I'm like, what's going on here? Like, getting people to go on a Facebook page or listen to a podcast. And I'm like, there's an app for that on your Xbox One. What's the problem? Like, what's a podcast? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> or... They're, they're they're worried about their privacy. They gotta use Facebook because the NSA and the Sun and the Moon alignment and blood and blood moon and the uh, blood, blood fiends and uh, and uh, Ron J- Jeremy. I don't, I, they, they say all kind of weird stuff. Like i like, what what are you, what, are you, what what are you talking about? I don't I didn't even try to understand it.
0: I thought we were supposed to be staying clean.
1: Hey, talking missed, about
0: Ron Jeremy and
1: I missed. So. Oh, that darn it. and now got to edit that. Ron Jeremy's.
0: Someone's gonna have a
3: heck of an editing job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the job there there, there, there could be lots of Ron Jeremy's. You took it dick, gosh darn it! And right, I got taken on a time when Ob did it and bleep. Okay, one oh two.
0: I said shite.
1: Sure you did. I did. All right, we'll see. We'll see, <clears throat> sir. Anywho. Anyway. We'll probably go come back to the gaming stuff, uh, but let's 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 do our word of the day. And today's TW2T word of the day is a word that you may often hear, and it fits into what we we're just discussing. But you may you know we have to wonder how many people really get it. This word is brought to you by the letters S and M, but never C <laughs> O, but never C O or D. Right. <laughs> It's also brought to you by Laundromat Arcade USA, Call of Derpy, and Swamp Things Toxic Wading Pools. Those are really good. You should get one for yourself. <laughs> Those things are not really real, but that's part of the fun, right? <laughs> the word is social. It's pretty phonetically friendly, but if you want a phonetical, uh, the ph- phonetical uh, <laughs> spelling of it, I'll put it here in the chat. So-show. Actually, it's sochaul. Sh- uh, oh yeah, I don't know how that space got in there. So, so yeah, that's yeah. like a uh, but, uh, re? Uh, uh. right? It's,
3: it's the poly Shore phonetic.
0: Not the word of the day I was thinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's an adjective. It's also a noun. But we still talking about the adjective. There's a lot of different interpretations of it. Because like
0: you said what you said, and then me and Fatal both just started laughing.
1: Oh, I know. And
0: he started laughing, and then that makes me laugh more. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I know. See, innuendo is fine because it le- leaves things to the imagination. We didn't put out whatever people pick up from that. That's up to them. That's part of the fun. But, uh, so that dictionary.com gives a lot of different uh, meanings. It says, uh, number one, it's relating to, devoted to, or characterized by friendly companionship correlations. Ooh, I like that. Seeking or enjoying the companionship of others. Friendly, sociable, gregarious. Ooh, another good word. Of, relating to, connected with, or suited to polite or fashionable society, as in a social event. Uh, what else did they say? Living or disposed to live in companionship with others or in a community rather than in isolation, as, as in people are social beings. Of, or relating to human society, especially as a body divided into classes according to status. Social rank or social construct Involved in many social activities We're so busy working We have to be a little less social now Uh, And that's really what it comes down to Everybody's busy, quote-unquote Finally, the seventh definition is Of or relating to the life, welfare, and relations Of human beings in the community I.e. social problems There you go I'm not even gonna use in the context. Do we provide enough context? Which of the what those definitions you think applies to within the context of uh, gaming?
0: Anyone? Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm looking. looking. I kind of think they all do it at some point. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you can you can you can put any any kind of context to to gaming, whether it's whether it's the like I say, you know, the sweet and sour context where somebody's you know. Where you have, you know, a little bit of something that's going to make you a little bit salty, and then something happens later, like, oh, that's cool. And you're happy. And, then, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to say
3: number five. <laughs> of or relating to human society, especially as a body divided into classes according to status. Casuals, noobs, scrubs.
0: Yogi uh, status.
3: Pros, competitors. I th- I think it's, it's classes within subclasses while still attempting to be socially acceptable. So there.
1: See, that's yeah. interesting, too, because I would say that is how it's manifesting in video games, but I would say what it needs to be is more of the number two or three definition, which is seeking or enjoying the companionship of others, you know, being friendly, sociable, or just seeking connection, you know, uh, being part of... A, a society, a subsector of society, perhaps. I think that's that's even more compelling. Now, as far as like a game impacting the real world, I think it does to an extent because we form bonds, whether we believe it or not, with these people in these games that we play with consistently, and it does translate into our lives. And you know, there's, there's an impact there, no matter what we say. Well, so you know, that, that's an interesting aspect, right?
0: And two, if you think about what's going, what's been going on over the last few years when it comes to video games, you know, um uh, a few things that's happened over the, you know, across the United States says, you know, well, this guy did this certain thing and I'll, I'll use it, you know, don't, don't, don't bite my head off anybody, but when the shul- when that, when the elementary school got shot up or that middle school got shot up, The only thing, the only problem people were saying that was his issue, it wasn't that he was mentally unstable. It was the point that he had played Call of Duty for three months prior to that. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's... that's People have to stop using video games as a scapegoat to when people are being, you know, and I'll say it stupid... Or they're mentally unstable. You can't use video games as a scapegoat because that's you're you're trying to give video games a bad name when they're they're not.
3: Basically, they're offshooting to the video game industry to distract from the lack of proper mental health care in yeah. in America.
0: Proper
1: and proper role models, and you know, mm-hmm. and I just you said that, and in
3: my head, all I heard is you need a role model. Yeah, I <laughs> well, mean,
0: because eh, sorry.
1: No, well, the thing I think the thing the more important thing there is not so much to bleed over from video games into the world. I think in that aspect, I think I so with with that with that consideration, it's more. I think what happened with games is that we be, we are the person that we really want to be in a video game because we there's less accountability, right? I don't think the video games condition you to do anything. So I wonder if if a game that has deep social interaction has to come with a toxicity that to comes, because if humans are flawed, therefore communities are flawed, society is flawed, because the people in there are flawed. You know what I mean? So is there a way to execute on that social interaction in games, build those communities, have guilds and clans, have those social layers, you know, without the bad parts, which is the toxicity, and as, as Fatal said... Zulong said the whole, the whole uh, iconoclastic is, it, is that the word uh, the social casting, social casting. Like you have a hierarchy and there's always ranks, and you, you, you meet that structure to a degree, but not one that fosters an elitist attitude and it makes experiences less accessible. Makes sense.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: What are you Zulong?
3: I, I, I agree. I kind of want to do something, and I'm just going to make this an Easter egg Ooh, for- Easter eggs. For people who listen to the podcast regularly and are currently catching it, as you know, our show notes are openly available, correct? Yes, they'll be linked in there. I am going to go through the seven definitions of social and put what game I believe reflects closest per definition. I have a game for each one. Are you typing it in or am I? Oh, I'm going to. It's, It's a secret Easter egg. You'll only get to see it if you go check the show notes. Okay. Sounds good. I'm not going to share it. not going to tell anyone. You check the show notes, and you'll notice I put it directly next to the number.
1: Oh, I like it. Yeah,
3: special little Easter egg for the folks.
1: It's a good idea, because those meanings seem pretty similar. I mean, they are similar, but they have a distinction in each definition. So it's would be neat to see how that's reflected in the video games. So, you know, our creative conundrum today, as gamers and as game designers, is is kind of getting to the heart of, of online games, because obviously video games are moving towards that, and people are really fighting it, like, people want more single player stuff, and I think there's too much single player stuff, and it's actually making it easier for people to be antisocial, now, I think they should still make it, keep making single player stuff, obviously because some people don't have internet access or they don't want to play with other people, and that's fine but I think in a in multiplayer setting, we need to have less of the lone wolf stuff and more of a focus on community and on teamwork and stuff like that to kind of weed out the toxicity, right?
0: Yeah, that's when you get people that are that get to the point where they're like, "Okay, you're not doing your job," and that's where salt starts.
1: I think the salt starts because it becomes too much of an individualized thing rather than spreading the responsibility evenly throughout the team. So when we look at the team opportunities rather than the individual. And, and that,
0: again, that's, it's the same thing, Yogi. When somebody, even if it's a team. Even if it's a team goal, if it's a team thing to where, like, you know, like Heroes of the Storm, and I'm not going to say it's bad. Heroes of the Storm is one of the best team games that I've ever played in my life, literally. But it's getting to the point where people are starting to get super salty in that game just because somebody's not holding up their end of the bargain or their end of the team.
1: But it's still far less than League of Legends.
0: And it's making it a single, it's making it to where people are soloing people out saying, you know, the bottom... The, the Vala is being stupid. She should be doing the most damage, and she's running away. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, it's still... to that point like,
1: already. Heroes of the Storm is still on the other side of the spectrum. When you compare it to, like, a Call of Duty or League of Legends, those are, like, the worst. So they're doing something right. But, again, as long as this human got to think about how long they've been out,
0: too. Heroes of the Storm has right. been out just, just over maybe less than two years. Call of Duty has been out for ten. You know? League of Legends has been out for ten. You know, it's it's to the point where it, that long of a time that these games have been out, that's how long it takes to get that toxic.
1: Well, here's the thing, too. The more popular a game becomes, the more you start attracting the bad seeds. Then, on the flip side, there are some of those folks that have the veteran... The toxic veteran mentality. Like, you know, and, and MMOs are pretty bad with this, where you have the people have been playing since day one, like, oh, I've been playing since vanilla a while, and I've I played well before they had any expansions, you know. i played since patch zero point zero 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 point zero 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 one, you know. Stuff like, silly, stuff like that, and it's a badge of honor, but they do it to the point where they make everybody else who joined late feel like a total scrub, and they keep reminding them of it, and, and then they just do jerk face things, so... You know, and again, no social system's gonna be perfect because humans are imperfect. But I think there's things they could do in these games to shape it better. And I think Heroes of the Storm is on the right track because they're focusing more on the team opportunities, less and less on the individual stats. And the more you move away from the individual stats, the more you can look at this is what we did. This is what we did well on the team. For example, what is what? It would be a very simple thing to have uh, along with replays. Why not have a chart of where... Like a like a heat map, and you can see where the team is concentrated and where the, in relation to objectives, and then have like bar graphs that show, represent you know at what point the team was working well together and what time the team was doing well bad, poorly together, what time the team was, was was spreading apart. You know, have the heat map showing oh you were really working tight together at this point and here you were, you were really spread out, and you could correlate like look at this part of the heat map when we were really spread out and doing our own thing and we weren't in a, in the proximity to objectives our performance dipped down significantly and that and you could start looking at those visual representations the, as a team
0: well, but what developer wants to put that out because that's going to take a lot of work to do no the,
1: but the data's already there like they're getting but that wait, already right wait. the data's still, already like you have
0: to really have, have the the, you have to have the algorithms you have to have everything that's going to accommodate those numbers whether it's going to be you know this when we were in this proximity when we were less than I'm gonna say in-game. You say in-game feet, right? So, like, you were less than less than 20 in-game feet away. This is what happens. This is this is where the numbers go, dude. That's a lot of code. I I, I don't. I'm not a coder. I'm not a by experienced PC. You know, not ex- PC, but experienced coder by any means. But I know for a fact that's a lot of freaking work.
1: But they're capturing <laughs> that data already. This is rep- this is providing an overlay for it. I'm, I'm, okay, go, go, go ahead, Long. All right.
3: Here's the biggest problem with that: is the problem you're trying to solve that may also turn around and and it, it might basically make it worse. Because think about it. You look at the heat map and you're like, oh, you guys were working really well together here. And then you look at another fight and it's like, well, you guys basically lost this fight because this guy was way over here. Well, now the team's going to be like, well, see, it's all this guy's fault. If he wouldn't have been over here, we wouldn't have lost this fight and we would have carried momentum.
1: Ah, so it's all this guy's You anonymize fault. it. You anonymize it. So everybody's a blip or it's just colors yeah, but and you bars? you just
3: played the game, right? So, I mean, you're going to know. You're going to be like, well... Right here is where our Zagara was was top lane while the rest of us were fighting. And, you know, it's blatant right here. Just look at the map. That was Zagara right there. And then it gives people the ability to just kind of play the blame game on each other. It can be like, well, this team fight went bad and we didn't have as good a team presence here because this character missed their, their alt or our initiator didn't go in strong or... You know, whatever it is, it it basically gives people excuses. Excuses are the biggest pain in my existence, as people will <laughs> well, will take that out every chance you give it to them. And yeah. if they see the map, they're like, "Oh, well, this is someone else's fault. Really, it's not my own." Well, would, here's other thing that would be you make it, it was, available
1: only post game. Like, remember what we were talking about this? Like, the less well, no, you have available yeah. during the match, the better. You want? Yeah, feedback, like it would be. It would be a much.
0: great tool. It would be a great tool for, <clears throat> excuse me, it'd be a great tool for for learning, or learning process, or even uh for a, an actual team, um, like if they had these kind of things for actual teams, like if you go like Heroes of the Storm or Pro Team, they actually get these numbers after the match, it would be a great tool for that, but just for having it for posting these numbers after a match for a solo queue, or just a regular matchmaking, oh no. No, that's, that's not, that's pointless. That is totally pointless. I mean, it could tell you, could give you, you know, Spots saying, saying, and you know, if you're looking at those numbers and you're looking at yourself, knowing that each person is going to look at somebody else going, well, we lost that guy, especially if the guy's streaming, well, we lost that guy because, uh, the Vala was stupid and didn't want to go in like we were supposed to, or the, the Diablo didn't initiate like he was supposed, to. he was being stupid. You know, it's just, there's, they're, like you said, it they can make it a lot worse. Yeah.
1: And, and and again there's always a flaw with every system, but I think the more you anonymize the data and flaw look with more, your system. You know listen. <laughs> if, the point I'm making, though, is that the less, the more you can take the focus away from the individual and look at as a team. We we messed up here because we were we weren't working together, you know. And you can see how the other, what the other teams doing and learn from those things. I, I think if it's more anonymized and it's more focused on the teamwork, and there's less data available during the match. I think That's another problem. Is the more data is available during the match, the more people will use that as like, "Hey, look, your your creep score is low," or "Hey, your experience soak is bad." You know, people look at that kind of stuff, or oh, your kills are low, and they, and they, they they get so preoccupied during the match. You know, that's that's a that's a big thing that leads to toxicity because people are like already five minutes in, they're like, "Well, you're not where you're at. You're falling behind. We're gonna lose." We this, lose.
0: GG, GG, G And then that's when people start trolling, more yeah. and more and more. I understand what you're saying, Yogi, but it's to the point where they're not going to do these things. That's why it hasn't come out yet. That's why a developer hasn't initiated it and 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 brought up the, you know, said, "Hey, guys, let's do this," because it's not going to make the game any more fun than it already is. It's not gonna. It's not gonna bring new people into it, especially those people that and we've come across them, Yogi and Fatal, to where you say, "Hey, do you play mobas?" "Oh, god, no. I'll <laughs> never ever play a moba again." Just because of what happened to him in League of Legends or Dota Two or something like that, where the 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 environment is so toxic, and I mean, you you take one deep breath and you're choking to death.
1: You know, and, and me and me and Ulan were just talking about this. Like, uh, there's a lot of games that, a lot of genres that are more prone to super like visceral experiences, you know, and, and you know, very so competitive to the point of being toxic, right? fighting games are big like that shooters and mobas are probably like the amongst the worst and mmos tend to be more on the other side where they're a little mm-hmm. more about working as a team and people get that they realize that if we don't work as a team it doesn't matter how well one person does it's a team effort oh we got some we got a lot of chat here in the in in in, in the Twitch channel uh Tyco like, hey, maybe Geeky Answers could be the role models for gamers. Or Yogi Zilla, Yogi Zilla can be a role model. And then CCW Ninja said, oh, they already are. Already is. Aw, oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> or maybe Deadpool is a good role model. I don't think so, TC.
0: Deadpool <laughs> is an awesome role model. I want to be just <laughs> like him when I grow up.
1: Oh, gosh. Renee Bone says... I, Dead and kicking butt. She said, I hate League, but love at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And Tyco gets to the point that I believe in. Video games should be fun, not a competition. And I think it's fun when you look at it like, oh, man, this is interesting. Like, when we did this one play, we did really well. We should do more of that rather than, hey, this guy was was fighting a camp by himself, and we lost because of that. Yes, a
0: competition is good. Think about it. A competition is good, is great for gaming and the gaming industry. But when it comes down to where the game gives the player something to strive for, whether it's diamond in League of Legends, or whether it's global elite in CS:GO, or it's uh, it's uh, tier ten—I forgot what he called it—in in Call of Duty. You know, the, when you actually.
3: Master prestige.
0: Yeah, you go to master prestige and call of duty. That's the, I mean, you, people know you've been playing for a while unless you hacked it. You know, um, you know, there's things to always strive for in games. So, I mean, once, if people can think about what's going on in the game around them, not just themselves, the gaming industry is going to be a better place anyway. So, but. Yeah. Anyway. I got to go get something to eat, guys. Thanks for having me. Everybody else on the stream, love you guys. We'll see you guys later. Um, Fatal will tell you the rest. See ya. (laughs)
3: Later, bro. Take it easy, man.
0: You better be here when I get back, Fatal. (laughs) And that's when I disappeared. He says he's installing, uh... I'll be mad, dude.
1: He's installing the vision. He said he's installing the vision on, uh... On PC. You yeah. already uninstalled it from the Xbox One for whatever reason. Yeah.
0: Well I haven't I haven't started the I haven't started my stream today because we got a few things. I wanted to join you on here, of course, today. And then I we have the NSFW. Um I got Sunday Does tomorrow, we got Fast Lanes tomorrow. I mean there's a whole bunch I got to do.
3: There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah,
0: so I will be back guys myself. Yogi, love you buddy, Fatal, see you later. Everybody else, love you guys too. See you soon.
1: Alright, well actually we're already almost getting close to that point where we have to start wrapping up, we got about oh, oh, I gotta go get, hour.
0: My, I gotta get my Qdobas, man
1: Oh Please. boy, stop Ooh. it
0: I'll send you a picture, Yogi
1: <laughs> So, you know, I, I, I gotta tell you Michaela, Michaela knows what's up I I, I miss League of Legends at times. I really do, I like playing with my friends It's a game that we all have in common we can all jump into it and it, and it feels like, it's like riding a bike, you always jump right back, back into it and I like, you know, the art direction and the character, I feel really invested in them like, I love playing Shaco and Draven, and Jinx, and Zyra, and Ahri, and, you know, Mor- or, or or Morgana, or, there's a lot of great ca- characters to play in that game. But, it's just a like community. It's not a game that I enjoy playing by myself. Because, even though I've been playing since the very beginning, I've been playing before League of Legends was even a thing, back when uh, Dota was a mod. You know, I have a lot of experience with MOBAs, but it's like, you come into these people that all they play is this one game, and they feel like, they're better than you. If you don't play the way they feel is the proper way to play, you know. And, and it's interesting because uh, these games are blossoming because apparently a lot of people have angst and they love that toxicity. But there's so many more people that would be playing these games if they if, if it was more approachable, you know. And people weren't being elitist about it, you know. You know what? I, I think we've had a brilliant
3: idea. Strike through uh, the the comments here in the chat and what you're saying. And so I am going to sweeping declaration call to action. I need four players. Uh Uh-oh. I need people who play League of Legends. But get this. Here's the twist. I want me, and I'll pick up any four who want to play. If you've never played a game, if you're an experienced veteran, I don't care. But there's only one rule. All we do is play to have fun. We're going to pick up a five man team. I don't care if you want to go Teemo Jungle, if you want to go Morgana ADC. I don't care. We can do whatever we want just to make it as fun, meta breaking, ridiculous as we can. And we're going to be the geeky antics squad. Like I'll, I've, I will download League of Legends right now. I just, I re, uh, reformatted my computer a little bit, a little while back. I will re-download League of Legends, pick up any four people, and so long as we are all playing together, we just play the goofiest, funnest, whatever we want. And if you guys want to, what we'll do is, uh, I'm sure we can make this happen. We still have the forums, right? On geekyantics.net. We do, on the Facebook page. I will start a post there. And I want you guys to just throw me your summoner name. And... Literally, we will go in with the goofiest teams we want. If we want to play it, we can play it anywhere, anyhow. Doesn't matter. Ergot Jungle. Let's go. Yeah. Like, let's <laughs> just bet. play to have fun. And literally, let's see if we can do something with it. Let's see. Let's see if we can just inspire people to try and have fun. If not, they're going to get free wins. They can't really get salty about it. And if we win, look at the goofy stuff we won with and we could all just celebrate and have a good time. I think it'd be fun, <laughs> and I would like to do that. So, because I love League, I do, but I hate the community. So if we could get five people who just want to play and have fun and keep ourselves having fun playing a game we enjoy, why not do it? We can, we can be the Timey Wimey Tea Time Group, the Time Lords of Dissension. I don't care, we'll give it a fun name. We could be the Rainbow Skittles of Fruit Loop Valley. I don't care. But we're just going to have fun with it. And th- I think that's the goal. That way we can maybe all go back to having fun on League of Legends. And just forget about the community. Forget about the other guys. Whatever. They can go do what they want. We'll just go have fun.
1: Yeah, my go-to mode to have fun in League, if I do happen to play by myself, is ARAM. see a lot of people do that. But I say,
3: why miss out on the fun of, like, Summoner's Rift just because people want to be salty? We can all go in together.
1: Yep. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like, a normal queue, people play for fun. Like, even in ranked, it shouldn't be that salty. But, well, you know, people get... The e- Elo Hell, you know, or Heck, better yet, if people get offended by the word Hell. You know, Solo, queue Heck, it's, it's kind of a real thing. Because what happens is people that have expectations or are just bitter, things don't go their way, they throw the match. And it happens a lot. And... I, you know, as much as one player can carry in League of Legends, if you have a bad team, I don't think it do not matter who you are. If you have four really bad players that aren't, and they're bad because they're not even trying, they're purposely throwing the match, the most no single player can turn it around. Which is why I say the, the solo queue oblivion is a real thing. Because it's what happens. People could just keep throwing the matches. Yeah, they have a new uh, queue system now for ranked player. They, they were talking about that on the, on the uh, League of Legends podcast, uh, community podcast, which they started about five weeks ago, uh, the Dynamic queue, and they also did some changes to the team builder, so they want people to break the meta and, and shift the meta, so it might be a good time to come back. I'm just saying,
3: I'll, I'll take any any four people, and we can go do ranks, we can go do whatever. I don't even care. I, I'll i stay Browns 5, doesn't even phase me,
1: as long as we're having fun, that's it. So CCW Ninja said after everything is heard, he doesn't know if he wants to download uh, League. You know, download it, and then we'll set up gang nights. We'll set up play dates. Like I said, come play with, come play
3: with the fun team, dude. We we aren't gonna care. You could be horrible. We're not gonna care. We'll, we, you want advice and getting better? Cool. We'll tell. You know, we'll be like, hey, here's something you can try. But who cares? You'll be able to try any character you want just because they look fun. Just saying. It's going to be a thing. I'm going to make it a thing.
1: I like it. I also want to bring back our ranked team on Heroes of the Storm. You know? we could. I haven't played Heroes of the Storm in so long. I'll have to get the Blizzard. God. I still think that's a better, the better game. The thing with League is that they do have really cool characters, and they have such a nice roster, you know? and Yeah, money.
3: and I mean, their characters we've kind of got, well, I've gotten to know over the time. I mean, I've been around since forever on League's. So characters i know
1: oh renee bones miss hot see so you know what we'll, we'll do like we'll have some days we'll try to make a, b- a concerted effort this week we'll play some Hots, We'll play some league of legends that'd be that'd be cool i'm
3: installing both right
1: now excellent and the good thing about both those games they're both were compatible on pc and mac so it's very inclusive there you go <laughs> I like Heroes of the Storm because it has all the characters in the, all the Blizzard games. That's part of it. I, I do feel a little more invested in those characters in some ways. But I also, I'm also i also really invested in the League of Legends characters. Because they do have fun characters. Like Jinx, Yay, and Ari. Woohoo! But it's more that I like the pacing in Heroes of the Storm. The matches are quicker so you can get more done. And it's just a lot more dynamic and fresh like... League of Legends still is very much mechanical, like, it's like, alright, you have your laning phase, and then you start ganking, you do, you know, it's kind of you go through the motions, and I feel like with Heroes of the Storm, it's more fluid, and fun, and fast-paced, you know? Well, it's also
3: harder for newer players to start on, like, a League of Legends, because the item builds alone are intimidating. You know, with no need to have to worry about item builds, and just kind of the selection and skills that aren't Demanding and there's no okay there's a minor meta but not like anyone is just gonna be like oh flame them because they didn't follow the perfect meta yeah it's a little it's a little easier to just jump right into
1: yeah exactly because that's the biggest thing is that's a, a, another problem and, and this is a big issue going back to our discussion here about immersion and you know kind of the social implications there when, when a lot of games give you the illusion of choice right. Um and and that and the thing is it's an illusion because you're told that you have freedom, right? You know, role playing games are notorious for this. You make all these choices, you do these different builds, but ultimately everybody ends up playing the same few characters because that's what's viable, especially if you partake partake in PvP. Like in the MMO in the MMO, you know, like Elder Scrolls Online, which you know I'm happy what we're playing, or Warframe you know, if you just do questing, you can build pretty much any way you want. But that that freedom pretty much disappears in PvP because you're forced to do what's viable so you can stay competitive, unless you don't mind losing a lot. You know. And now with MOBA, it's a little different because the meta is more about what's popular, not necessarily what's viable. But the mo- but the thing is, I I dislike the whole inspection thing. You know, um, I I think it's intrusive. I think it'd be something can only turn out on for select players, so they can help you with your build. But the fact that a lot of games will allow people to inspect you, you know, without your permission, and go, that's the wrong build. Oh, noob. And then they start throwing the match. Oh, GG, we lost. This is a noob. <laughs> you know? And, and it's silly, because there's a lot of times you could do different builds. You know, why does it gotta be Infinity Edge or, you know, Bloodthirster all the time, you know? You don't have to rush certain items first, you know. Maybe there's a certain you're going more for utility, you know. There's different ways to do things. Yeah, I mean, there really is. Like,
3: I don't know. I mean, I well, I I'm so torn because like the competitive part of me, I understand the meta and I understand how metas come to be developed and why they exist, but at the same time there's always those people who can just shatter that meta, you know? So I'm gonna make a really weird example in this. Okay? right. Um, Call of Duty, like I said, I've been trying to get competitive again. For a long time, it was believed that SMGs ran things, and now in in Black Ops 3, it's kind of the SMGs have been so nerfed that ARs run things. (laughs) No one really looks at pistols or secondaries or anything until there was a match and there's a pro player goes by the gamer tag of nagafen and this guy has a crazy good trigger finger in a competitive professional match he pulled out the m6 pistol which is a secondary it's a semi-automatic pistol and bursted down two pro players to clutch around and from that point on, pro players had to then ban an M6 pistol against him. It was not in the meta. No one expected it. But because he had it in his back pocket and he just, boom, messed up. You know, messed him up, took rounds off him, it was crazy. And people just, <laughs> they weren't ready for it. So the meta does exist, but every now and again you get those Nagafin, Soul Wolf kind of guys who come out and they're just like, I don't like the meta. Let me see what I can do. To change the meta. And, and it's funny because the meta is always fluid. So as it develops, there's always a counterplay to the meta. So right now everybody's using stuns, uh, concussions, and flashbangs in Call of Duty, right? Yeah. Which means TAC mask has to be run so that you don't get stunned or concussed or blind. But... If they stop running concussions and stun grenades and someone has tack mask on, they're like, oh, you're silly. That doesn't make any sense because no one runs those anymore. Yeah, yeah. But then all it takes is that one guy to throw a flashbang and and blind three members of the team and get a triple kill before they're like, man, I, I don't know how that happened. No one runs flashbangs. What was he thinking? Yeah. And the one guy with the tack mask is like, I don't know, but I killed him because I was ready. <laughs> yep you know and so metas force people into kind of these these pigeonholes and some people adhere to them strictly and that's the way it has to be but then you get those every now and again you get that free thinker who's like no i'm gonna do it my way and they do and no one expects it and they just they can pull some crazy stuff
1: and, that's, and i think that's where games online games do best is when the meta is purely about flavor and personal preference rather than what's viable, because then it keeps everybody in their toes and it keeps people experimenting and encourages the experimentation rather than punishes it. But we have situations where, you know, League of Legends for a while, many people would argue the shop had, you know, let's say if the shop had a hundred items, only ten of them were actually ever bought, you know, and mm-hmm. anything else, people would be like, "Ew, why'd you get that Triforce? The heck." <laughs> you know right. So, but then all of a sudden a Trinity three side. weeks later
3: a pro puts a Triforce on Aurelia and goes like 42 and 2 and then everyone's like the Triforce is so good I've been saying that for months like didn't you just yell at me three games ago for
1: having a Triforce <laughs> the CCW ninja says that he, that's why he got, he got back into Destiny because so much variety and free thinking I will give you that there is a lot of variety in builds of Destiny that's one thing they did right with the, the gear they got that right I just that game. Th- th- there's so many missteps along the way. I, I don't know if I can go back to it. People are asking me to go back to it. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could. I'm 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 at pain for the take game. That's really what it comes down to. I feel like they 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 reset all the work that people worked, all the pe- stuff that people worked so hard for. And it's like, well, you're not an MMO, but you're certainly doing the MMO approach where you just decide to nerf everything and get everybody to start from oh, scratch.
3: No, Destiny Two is officially an MMO. You heard about that, right? <laughs> Destiny 2 is going to have a monthly subscription model.
1: Oh, boy. That's going to yeah. be miserably. Mm-hmm. I think the just thought I'd point that out. See, like, on Elder Scrolls Online, I like that the subscription is optional. Because then, if you really are playing the game that much, you're, you're going to want to get it, because then you're getting more value out of your gameplay. I think we're past the point of some monthly subscriptions, uh the market there's so there's so many mmo if you go on steam right now there's so many mmos so many a lot of them are great many of them are good but it's at, at the end of the day you can only play one or two mmos at once to full effect at least yeah so. and <laughs> uh is talking about uh how pvp and destiny is fun and it is that's pretty much the main thing it's got going for it but those worlds feel so dead and small and I, once, I rea- once I realized there was a man behind the curtain pretending to be a giant talking head, I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> it's it, it just, I was disillusioned, you know? No way gets to see the wizard. Not no way, not no how. <laughs> exactly. So we got a little, uh, a little, uh yeah, probably about 20 minutes. Yeah, about 15 minutes, say. But I want to raise some more questions so we can pick this back up next time. Cause I think a lot of people are enjoying this topic, and um, it's something that we can dig into in, uh, in different ways. But, you know, really what we want to get to the heart of is, like, why do we lose interest in games so fast these days? I feel like people really lose interest quickly, and I feel like I, it boggles my mind that I have friends that buy five to ten games a, a month or something crazy like that big studio releases so they drop you 60 bucks or so i uh, each time or more if they're beginning to collect this thing. like how do you keep up with it if i buy one one big major release in a month that sets me back because i'm like how do i this into my schedule and actually get my money's worth out of it you know because then you feel like you're committed to because you don't want to pay 60 bucks and just let it sit collect dust and be part of your wall of shame that's no fun you know, why Why do we want more games instead of better games? Why aren't we demanding better games? We deserve better games. Now, is it a lack of true social engagement, you know, or, or by extension, immersion, you know, that's making us lose interest in games? Because I feel like a lot of us are really passively playing these games, and we're not actively engaged with the games. And uh, in episode 45, if you hear, we talked about immersion, the def- definition of immersion, you know, and it's about being actively involved so in other words if you're kind of just playing going through the motions or multitasking and you're not really paying attention to what you're doing you're not really immersed you're just kind of going you're just playing the game and just because it's there you're not really into it um so we talked about the illusion of choice of freedom i think that's something we should come back to on how inspection systems are kind of intrusive and kind of welcome negative critiques and and, and behavior
3: Oh, yeah. I, I remember the day you could check someone's gear score on World of Warcraft. And oh, it boy. Destroyed a lot of the community.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. I think that when it comes to that, it, it should be an honor system. And if someone is asking certain things, you know, it, it, you leave it up to the player. Like, they say, well, what kind of gear you're running is, like, well, I'm, you know, I'm running this. Well, what should build? is like, well, look, dude, if you're going to ask all these questions, I'm, I don't think I'm the. I'm the guy you want. I don't want to run with your group because you seem like you take it a little too seriously. Like, wait, 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 let me read off all your stats, okay? Uh, calculate Disney. No. now. If we get, you know, something, might be in the mood for that. Something you're not. And the whole gear score thing, yeah, I agree. The gear score—that's a, you know, that's a game breaker because it—it's great to have end game content, right? But you don't want it to feel like. You have to get to the end to really enjoy the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of games are like that. It's like, well, once she hit, like, other schools Online, it's like, oh, once she become a veteran, then the game gets is really good. It's like, I got to hit 50 levels before I hit veteran, you know? You're telling me I have to put, you know, weeks or months into the game before I can really say I'm really playing this game, you know? And we have people that haven't even hit veteran. they've been playing for a long time, you know, because they're playing at their own pace. And <laughs> Ninja's are happy that Rocky Leagues on Xbox. Uh, a lot of people want me to get it. I, I, I can't buy the game again. I like, got it on PC. It's good enough there. I'm not rebuying it. It's not a able to Siege. while I own it on multiple platforms. It's, it's good, but not great. But it's a fun game. I'm not going to lie. Um, now, another question to think about. Why or are console gamers less social? What's been your experience? I'd like to see how everybody feels all right, so oh you had a topic you have a comment on this, right? Oh yeah, okay, but let' me just get these other ones on there we'll come back to that. um Another thing I'm gonna notice a lot of console gamers are technophobes when it comes to like using social media or like you assume that everybody has a computer. Nope, but a lot of console games I'm running into. I'm like, oh, it's just pull up the website on uh on your computer, like oh, I'm using the xbox one browser. One Xbox One app. You don't have a computer?
3: No. Oh, don't don't forget the phone. That's my favorite one. A lot of the guys, I'm like, check out this website, and they're like, hold on, let me load it on my phone.
1: Oh, God, it's even worse when they say that they have like a regular phone or they don't have a phone at all. It's like woof. Things that we take we take for granted, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we talked about this earlier. Can can there be a deep social experience without a massive uptake in toxicity? I think so. Can I touch upon that? Less less solo content and on multiplayer games. That might be the start. You know, uh, do we dislike required multiplayer? I don't think so. Um, Mm. And then there's a value shift between teamwork, personal gear, gear levels, all that stuff. Like, I think getting a feel like catering to the core values and aligning that is one of the things that will make like if you communicate and manage the expectations properly, then it will attract the right kind of player. So, you don't have someone that's a League of Legends player coming into Heroes of the Storm and trying to make Heroes of the Storm League of Legends. Because they different games. You can't carry a team in Heroes of the Storm at all. If your team isn't working together, that's it. And you can't blame anyone. Because if your team's not working well together, it's because you're not trying to encourage your team or helping them do the things they're supposed to do. Unless you have someone that's really trolling and, you know, tr- truly just not trying. But, so anyway, back, back to what we said, uh,. So are are are, are castle gamers or why are they less social?
3: All right. So in my experience it's not necessarily they're less social, but they're less positively social. Mm. Um being again first person shooters especially Call of Duty. People don't communicate the way you would figure, like you don't, there's no real call out or anything like that. But some people are just there to play casually. In the same respect, some people go the complete opposite direction and are just toxic. Some people are just there to troll. And I think because there's so many subsections, people are afraid to open their mouths because they're afraid what's going to come back. You know, if someone's like, hey guys, I hope we have a good game. I assure you there will be at least a few responses back that are not yeah let's have a good game
1: yeah, good luck buddy. to you
3: right <laughs> yeah and and that unfortunately makes people just not want to say anything they're like if i say good you know let's have a good game i'm going to get flamed if i say hey that was a great match good job guys i'm going to get flamed you know if i say man, I had a really lucky game. I'm going to get trolled, or I'm going to get flamed, and people are going to just start being like, well, I carried that noob, or I did this, or I did that, and it they just don't, they'd rather just not even open their mouth. They're like, I don't even want to hear it. I'll just mute my mic, put on some music, and forget about it. It's sad, but that seems to be the state of things.
1: And my experience lately has been that it's a lot easier to get into gaming on console but when it comes to communicating and getting people to plug in and interact beyond their game of choice it's 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 weird so like you have the benefit of the uniformity it's a common framework because even on PC like yeah most people are on Steam but there's a lot of people that don't bother checking their Steam messages that don't have it up all the time so it's mm. not that common framework and then you have to track down people to get something going and really make a concerted effort to have coordinated efforts right Mm-hmm. Basically, if you don't schedule, it's not happening. But, you know, so on, on, on console, that part, that social is good. And toxicity, obviously, because of that accessi- accessibility is much further. But I think there's more opportunity for people to be social on on console right now. The issue is, to me, like when I look at the, uh, the social interaction beyond the game or just getting out of that rut, I, I feel like a lot of console gamers are still in that mindset of, of, of lone wolfing and single player content. That when you like, invite them to a gaming clan or a guild, or you say, "Hey, let's do this group dungeon." Like, what? A group dungeon? Th- that's a thing. Like, I another screw the line. I keep going back to other line, Like, it's the easiest reference for me right now, obviously, because that's what I'm playing a lot of. Um, you know, the, they have typical dungeon, typical instance dungeon, group dungeon is like four man, a four man dungeon, right? Mm-hmm. When I tell people in our guild about the, uh, "Hey, let's run this twelve man uh, trial," they're like, what well, what what what's that? Like, it's a it's a dungeon, but for twelve people. Like, what?
4: <laughs>
1: you know, and, and, and it's 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 still a fresh idea for people. Like, there's still people mist- like completely mystified by the fact that you could play games with people online on console. Cause it's still a fresh thing, and there's still a lot of opportunities there. And I think once they really take some of the good things from the PC side and implement it on console. We're going to have to work, as PC gamers, we're going to have to work much harder to kind of bring more synergy and create uh, stronger communities on, on the PC side, I feel like, you know. And the game designers are really going to have to look at what are we doing to encourage positive behaviors and people helping others and working as a team. Because there's nothing right now in League of Legends to stop people from going to a match and completely throwing it off and saying, I'm just going to just roll around and, and, and get myself killed. And and again, I don't care how good you are. It's hard to rank up if you're gonna do if if people are doing that. And it happens a lot more often than people would think. So I don't know. I, I'm really curious about where things would go. You know what? Give uh, the League Community Podcast a listen. They have a lot of developers and community managers and stuff. Um, kind of get involved in the discussions, and a lot of them do actually play the game. So. Because right, you know, they, they, apparently Riot's trying really hard to, to hire people that actually do love the game so they could make a product that the players will love, right? But they get deep into the discussions of, like, when they make any design decision, they try to think of the impact to the behaviors and, you know, the social aspects of the game. Because they're well aware that it's toxic as heck. Right. All right. So what are they, they actually are trying to do things like they, they implemented the dynamic queue. They made team builder more more user friendly. that's that's I, with League of Legends, the biggest point of contention contention is that people like playing one role because that's what they main. That's what they practice the most, and they don't want to be taken out of their comfort zone. So the moment you're like, well, I I main you know ADC, so you can't be ADC. That that becomes a fight, and then the the throws happen. We're not doing things to alleviate that. So midder
3: feed, how yeah. classic is mid or feed? You know.
1: Yep. Yep.
4: Yep. I mid used
3: I used to be sorta trolly, but like fun trolly. So I'd be last pick in the queue, and I'd be like, "Supporter AFK guys."
1: all <laughs> oh, the last... I knew I was getting support. Like <laughs> the last, but that does happen. The last pick, you know, ultimatums. It's like they pick something as like. Wait, an ADC was already picked. What are you doing? They're like, oh, GG. GG, guys. GG. I'm done. I'm done. But
3: see, I knew I'd be getting support, so I'm like, supporter feed. Yeah. You know? I I used to run into lobbies, and then people are like, well, I play this, I play this, I play this, and I was like, fill or feed. That's right, I'll fill in any role we need, or I'm feeding. (laughs) What's up? Deal with that.
1: And I don't mind filling either. I just... The least the part the role I usually like the least is jungler because people have really unrealistic expectations for a jungler. It I used to be one did. of my favorite roles. Like I used to love it. Uh, I haven't done
3: jungle in so long now, but I
1: love the concept. <sighs> I love the concept of because really at, at at its heart it's being aware of the map, where what lanes are falling behind and need some help, and then manage the the part that's tricky is the resource management. So. It, 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 so you're not falling behind, right? And then on top of that, if you're really a really good jungler, you're really engaged in the vision wars. But again, you have to have the resources for that in order to be able to put up wards and counter ward and all that stuff. So like, it's its own little meta game. <laughs> yeah, Renee Bose got it. She, she knows it. One minute in, GG, we lost. Yeah. Oh, God Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, guys! First blood
3: just went off at ten minutes. FF at twenty. But We lose. FF20.
1: GG. Yep, yep. Yeah. Nunu's OP. <laughs> Nunu! I like Nunu. Hiding the bush, and then old, The classic move. Uh, BFT's a big fan of Street Fighter Five. He says that, uh, you know, if you want the single-player content, it'll be, it'll be out in June, and it'll be free. But he says it's an extremely solid fighter. I've seen it in action. I'm, I'm impressed. And I played the beta. Again, thank you for the access to that. Because it wasn't on my radar, so I didn't bother trying to get codes for it. But, uh, you know, I'm going to keep an eye out for it. But uh, it is pretty much time to wrap up. I, I, we're getting some really good discussions. So, I think, Ulan, we're going to have to get some good notes and, and kind of wrap up this portion of the discussion. Maybe maybe we'll just do one episode. we just do a round table. I know next ep- next episode of Voice Play Live we're gonna be talking about similar stuff too. And By to the way, about table discussion of that. Yeah,
3: I good? didn't get a chance to. I'm gonna drop the uh, the surprise news right at the end. I'm not gonna comment on it after that, and we can go to the outro. Are you ready?
1: Okay, go for it.
3: I started watching a show and giving it a chance again. This is like the third time I've tried, and I'm only doing it because the show has ended. And so, my God. I'm going to try and make it through Naruto. <gasps> really? I'm going to try and make it through Naruto, and that's all I'm going to say. We will okay. discuss this on the next show, something to look forward to, but I have started watching Naruto.
1: Believe it. <laughs> Are you watching the the, the dubbed? Yes. Oh, uh, the dubbed's kind of funny. I, I I listen, I I I between both. That's funny. Believe it. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Well, folks, uh, we want to again thank all our sponsors, all our uh, friends for joining us. Um, I do want to recommend that people check out Lifeline. If you like narrative games or experiences, check it out. Let let us know if you think it is a game. I mean, for under a buck, you can't beat it. It's available on any mobile platform. Uh, Check us out, geekyantics.net forward slash uh, sponsors. Those are all our heroes. We have Facebook, uh, Facebook facebook.com forward slash geekyantics. Email address, twtt at geekyantics.net voicemail line 646-801-2149 you can reach me at yogizilla the network at gigantics fader what's your twitter at All right. and I'm blades alright ta-da <laughs> club. gave us the last minute ryan reynolds deadpool thing so i'll put that in the show notes too and uh boom oh i'm so glad he did that because i've
3: actually been wanting to sign this petition thank you sir
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, dead host for Saturday Night Live. <laughs> cool. Well, I guess that's it. That's everything. See you on uh, Xbox One. Maybe we'll get on uh, the Division for PC. Keep an eye on our Twitter feeds. Uh, see how he said maybe.
0: Oh, see how he said maybe Yogi. Or o- hey.
1: or like Fatal? maybe Obi will show up for for the podcast sometime.
0: You know enough. You know. Wow. i
1: ah, got him.
0: Never doing it again. I'm done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> said, Yogi Joe is
0: currently looking for a new co host on Horseplay Live.
1: <laughs> you let me down. You let me down. That's all right, though. That's all right. I know. I know. I know how it is, trust me. My back was killing me that night, too. I sent you a
0: picture, sir.
1: All right, cool. But anyway, this is the part where we do the outro music. See you guys uh, next. Well, not next week for us. Two weeks from now for TWTT. But next week for Horseplay Live and tomorrow for the Sunday Dose with OB1X2 and they're also doing the not safe for wrestling pocket LSFW today maybe yeah it should be happening today okay see you guys are you guys are not committing either it should be maybe perhaps <laughs> all right guys take care
2: peace we thank you we thank you for every crumb biscuit and cake you bring to the table because doctor who belongs to all of us What you bring to the timey-wimey tea time in your live chat participation, comments, likes, shares, tweets and voicemail, all of it means the world to us. Love, true love never fails. Do you like it? If you like what we're doing, well, tell us for God's sake. Shout it from the rooftops at geekyantics.net. Or call it in, 206-415-4987. That's 206-415-4987. That's it. Bless you. So long. And thanks for all the fish. But it won't be that long. Just a wee while. Because the timey-wimey tea time will be back. We'll return next Saturday with fresh insights, questions and epiphanies about Doctor Who. And heck yes, everything geek. Maybe same bat time. Absolutely the same bat channel. Every Saturday. Tiny, whiny tea time.